0: Hi, this is Braden Holpe. Hey, this is Tanner the bulldozer Bowser. Hi, this is Brian Burke from Toronto, Ontario. This is Daryl Sutter. Hello, everyone. I'm Carly Agro from Sportsnet Central. This is
1: Jay Wright. This is Quick Dick, Quick Dick coming to you from Toughness, Saskatchewan. Hey, everybody. My name is Theo Fleury. This is Kelly Rudy. This is Corey Cross. This is Wade Redden. This is Jordan Tutu. My name is Jim Patterson. Hey, it's
0: Ron McLean, Hockey Net in Canada and Rogers Hometown Hockey, and welcome to the Sean Newman Podcast.
1: Welcome to the podcast, folks. We got a great one on tap for you today. If you hang around to the very end, you can even hear Mr. Kloss and break it down for you. Uh, But before we get there, let's get to today's episode sponsors. I'm teaming up with the Lloydminster Region Health Foundation for uh, Lloydminster's Gift to Health. It's a radiothon, December 15th. Uh, which is aimed at raising money for the Lloyd Hospital and continuing care. Uh, We'll be doing a 12-hour, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Facebook live stream where we'll sit down with different people from the community to share stories about the hospital and why it's so vital to our community. I recently just sat down with Quick Dick McDick to talk about it. He'll be a part of it. Uh, Rod Peterson, Wade Redden, Clark MacArthur, Scott Hartnell, Uh, There's a couple other ones coming that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Last year, we raised $50,000 for the new Pixis automated pill dispensing machine, and this year we're looking to exceed that goal by uh, tackling $200,000. And I know that is a large ask of our community during the, the current circumstances, but if there's one thing I know about Lloyd is when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And I look forward to seeing you guys all out and about December 15th, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, Facebook live stream, or you can catch it at uh, YouTube. Search for the link on social media. You won't miss it. Clint and the team over at Trophy Gallery. Championship belts, custom medals, die-cast signage, name tags, engraving on Yetis and Brewmates, business awards in crystal and glass. They ship Canada-wide. Go to trophygallery.ca Uh There they have over 5,000 products. If you use the promo code NEWMAN, you'll get 15% off. Any sport, any time from bodybuilding to hockey, we're talking about Trophy Gallery. HSI Group just signed on for 2021. So first off, a huge shout out to the team over at HSI Group. They signed back on with the podcast for for 2021. So I appreciate the support. From uh, the boys over there, Uh, they're the local oil field burners and combustion experts that can help make sure you have a compliance system working for you. The team also offers security, surveillance, and automation products for residential, commercial livestock, and agricultural applications. They use technology to give you peace of mind so you can focus on the things that truly matter. Stop in and see Brody or Kim today at 3902 52nd Street or give them a call, 306-825-6310. Clay Smiley in Profit River. Profit River is a retailer of firearms, optics, and accessories serving all of Canada. They specialize in importing firearms from the United States, hard-to-find calibers, rare firearms, special editions. Check them out, ProfitRiver.com. Gartner Management is a Lloyd Minster-based company specializing in all types of rental properties to help meet your needs. Whether you're looking for a small office or a 6,000-square-foot commercial space, give Mr. Wade Gartner a call today, 780 808 5020 five if you've been down uh, the truck route by the ufa you've seen the oh so glorious snp billboard shout out to read and write and deanna wanler for making me look sharp at all times if you're heading into any of these businesses make sure you let them know you heard about them from the podcast uh if you're interested in advertising on the show uh, for the upcoming year of 2021 hit me up, com, top right corner. Hit the contact button, send me your info. we got lots of different options, and I'll find something that can work for the both of us. Now, let's get on to this T-Bar 1 tale of the tape. Originally from Lloydminster, he graduated from Nate's radio and television arts program after spending nearly eight years at television stations in Lloydminster, Saskatoon, and Toronto. Who moved back Emmonton and join CTV. He's a graduate of meteorology program at Mississippi State University and a member of the Canadian Meteorological and Oceanographic Society. I'm talking about Mr. Josh Clausen. So buckle up, here we go.
0: This is Josh Clausen, or as you'll learn later uh, in the show, juggling omnipotent content. You're listening to the Sean Newman Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Sean Newman podcast. Today I'm joined by Mr. Josh Clausen, or am I supposed to call you uh, the Juggling Omnipotent Content, or Mr. Suit and Tie? I don't know. You got so many names, I don't know the what to start off Avenger.
0: with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, listen. When I was a kid, uh, one of my nick- nicknames was Jock, and so when I started rapping, I I, I switched it up because everybody back. In the '90s, their rap name was an acronym, and so Joc J O C stood for Juggling Omnipotent Content.
1: Well, I got I got to be very clear here. I feel like I live <laughs> under a box or a rock or something because uh, as soon as I started doing any sort of research on you, it came very clear. I thought there was another Josh Colossus, and I thought for sure you were pulling my leg about the rapping thing. And then <laughs> I started listening, and I'm like, that can't that, that that that's pretty good. That can't be him though, right? And then I started digging more and more. And the more I dug on yet everything comes back rapid. And I'm like, I obviously live under a stone. Not to know that.
0: No, you, you don't live under a stone. It's just that um, that's my first love. Um, and because I love that so much, I intentionally keep that separate from my other job. Uh, it, it, because I do the same thing everybody else does. And as soon as I hear rapping weatherman, I roll my eyes and I change the channel. And I don't want to hear it. So yeah, people are always like, "Hey, you should rap on the weather." And no, that is that will never happen.
1: And yet, uh, the song that was played at the end of uh, the other podcast you did back in 2012, when I'm from spacing the unknown studio, the song you gave yeah. them, you rap about clouds and the weather.
0: Yeah, that's the only one. So before I was. A successful weatherman. I had a. I was. I was trying to break into the industry, and so the song was "Atmospheric Avenger." Atmospheric Avenger Defender. were warm weather, weak western winds, and a high pressure center. Lover of Mother Nature, precipitation preventer. Got a meteorological neurological connector. You know. <sighs> So I got a radar map on the back of my brain. So if I'm acting strange, it's because they attach satellite maps to the insides of my eye flaps with 30 second time lapse just so I could keep track of the rain. But that was I, I mean, I was I was a weather guy in Lloyd Minster at that point. No, maybe Saskatoon.
1: I so my my recollection of you, because I'm like, I don't know, you're what? I don't want to date you, but you're in your 40s now. 44.
0: Correct? 44, yeah, 44
1: and you look like you're 22 is that something to do with weathermen they gotta they gotta like always look the same age as they get older because yes. i i gotta i gotta you, another...
0: you remember bill matheson bill matheson was like 80 and he still looked like he was 40
1: it's crazy bill matheson fought in world war ii i'm pretty sure no really <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, you know what we're going to do right now while we got everybody waiting while I drop that freaking bomb.
0: <laughs> I'm going to pull it up. Listen, he was he was the guy, right? Because I grew bo- up in Lloyd Minster. And so
1: born in 1926, me. born in 1926, he joined the army at age 17 and fought in World War II as a paratrooper. Wow. Hey, did I just blow your mind this morning?
0: Holy Bill, Bill in his red socks.
1: Anyways, I yeah I've had uh, so I uh, Earl Stevenson who was on Canadian Idol once upon a time from Lloyd, he's come yeah. on and sang a song. I've never had anyone uh, just start rapping on the middle of the show. That that's I'm, I'm hey I grew up he in Enright
0: uh, didn't Enright didn't just break into freestyle?
1: No, he did not. <laughs> and I tell you what, the next time he's on, I'm certainly going to ask him to.
0: Yeah, you should you should on on right. So I worked with him at Global in Saskatoon and. Um, he would write bits because we would have to do, he would throw to weather. And so at the end of his sports segment, but we would be standing literally back to back. And so we would have to pre-tape my little response to him. And so he would write it because he was funny and I wasn't. And so he would write, here's what I'm going to, here's the setup. And then here's your punchline. And so I would pre-tape at like four in the afternoon, the punchline and, Six times out of 10, he would change the setup so the punchline didn't make any sense. And then he would just giggle. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Love on <Andre>. right. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, God. I, the early stories of you guys like uh, when you're back before your stardom, so to speak, uh, those stories are entertaining as all hell. Like, do young guys still get away with some of that stuff right now? Nope.
0: There was no social media back then, right? So you could, you could get away with a lot more than you do now. And you know what? We hear stories from the real old timers, uh, and they're even more off the rails. Uh, TV and radio used to be crazy back in the '60s, '70s, and '80s. What's one of the best but so stories? Did everything, right? So did sports, right? Like. You hear stories about Oilers that would be at, you know, characters uh, in downtown Edmonton uh, in the basement. We You can't get away with those things anymore, right? You hear stories about Glenn Anderson and those guys back in, the, <laughs> back in the day, and I'm sure only half of them are true. But even if only half of them are true, that's crazy. So, yeah, yeah, the old timers had a lot more fun than we did, but we have way more fun than these kids
1: do now pretty crazy and no you know as time goes on i assume technology ain't going the other way it's not like you're all of a sudden just going to get rid of technology so what you're saying is yep. as it goes along it's going to get worse and worse for every generation that comes along for I the amount of i don't know if it gets fun. worse <laughs> well it does it does though in a sense right the the freedom to live a little outside the lines is slowly being pulled back
0: I got a sixteen year old son, and I mean, I follow him on Twitter just because I have to keep track of what he's saying. I'm like, listen, you gotta take that down. You, you your potential future employers are gonna see that. So yeah, yeah, everything you do is in a bit of a fishbowl.
1: I tell you what, you probably talk about this a lot. I know I seem to talk about it a lot, but I'm really happy in my, developmental years probably from i don't know whatever it is 14 to 25 or whatever that space is shorten it or lengthen it for wherever you're at in life but i'm really glad social media wasn't what it is now because i did a lot of stupid shit that time and i'm really happy that it wasn't did, right? captured right like now you yeah. can't escape your stupid no
0: and there, I, like I, I don't even have pictures of things we did Whereas now, I mean, forget about posting it on social media. Everybody has a, a at least a phone uh, that takes a picture of every single incident that you... It's, yeah, it's crazy.
1: You know, you have three children, uh, 16, I 14, 13, which is, which is very close to what we are. We're at, I mean, but we're younger. We're That's two years and then one year apart. And we're uh, four, three, and one. So oh. does it get... I, I'm looking at you like a, a look into the future. Is it better in the teenage sure. years? It's
0: different in the teenage years. Um, we were, uh, I think every sort of stage you have your, your ups and your downs we were watching. So our kids used to make YouTube videos and, um, like fighting videos or they would record themselves playing Minecraft and we actually went down a bit of a rabbit hole last night watching them, <laughs> watching them and laughing at you know their their young little voices but they were so cute back then although i i seem to recall back then that they just they annoyed me just as much as they do now as teenagers <laughs> so now but now it's like you got to you know you got to slow down while you're driving because our 16 year old just got his license. I'm like, it snowed. Like there's ice outside. Stop. I need new tires on my car. So what do you mean you need new tires on your car? So I went and drove it. He's like, yeah, no, it's fine. Stopping. It's just, I can't, I can't get off the line very quickly. I'm like, well, you can't get it. What do you, you gotta go slow. <laughs> so yeah, every age is, has its joy. The, the older they get, the, the more you can see, uh, light at the end of the tunnel where they're gonna move out, and I, my wife and I can have our lives back again.
1: What What are you gonna uh, do when they move out? <laughs> like, what What is your big plan?
0: I'm I'm gonna sell everything, and I'm gonna live in a uh one bedroom condo. Uh, so they can come visit, but they can't stay.
1: <laughs> you realize you're There's gonna get married. There. You
0: can sleep on that for a little bit.
1: You realize you're going to get married, have kids, and then you're going to need a bigger space all over again because you're going to love the next role, which oh, is grandparent, yeah. where you get to jam, you know, chocolate and everything else in their mouth at like seven in the morning and send them home.
0: Listen, I'm only 44, Sean. Let's not get to grand- grandpa Josh just yet.
1: <laughs> I, know, no, I don't it's know coming what I'm going
0: my kids. It's coming for you. Well, my kids leave. They, uh, I don't think they're leaving anytime soon. Our-, our oldest wants to be a doctor, and so... He, uh, he'll be living at home, going to university for a long time. I think our only hope is that our youngest might end up in jail, so we might be down to two kids at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only half kidding.
1: <laughs> I'm, only, I'm, only, I'm only half kidding. Well enough kid talk i love talking kids because sure. we we got we got the we got the four uh the three four and under i mean the the fourth is
0: yeah here are they all and, all boys or boys and
1: girls boy girl boy it adds a very oh. interesting complexion to it and yes. uh
0: so you have not only not only will you have to deal with middle child issues but you'll have to deal with middle child only girl issues
1: that is correct. <sighs>
0: man you don't know what you have in store
1: she she already has me twisted around her finger like she is oh, smart yeah, yeah. she is the the older brother so Shay, the oldest he is like stereotypical boy run through everything like i mean yeah gonna be a fun kid to watch in sports and and that type of thing but his younger sibling at three she has figured out how to be like she can twist things. She's smart. She's really smart and she's 3 and I got you're 3 and you're already this smart like that's scary. Like you're a scary human uh, human being right now.
0: At 3. Yeah. At 3. You got to find a way to channel that into something positive. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to we're going to figure something out. Now what about, let, let's talk about this weather career. I'm, I'm curious because, you know, I go, A, it's a job where you probably don't like hearing this, but I mean, like, even if you're wrong, you're right, right? Like, I mean, it, it's, it's an interesting career and weather is always changing. So you don't have usually the same day. Living in Edmonton, you get to deal with the extremes of, you know, extreme heat to where we're sitting at right now and going worse. So your days aren't, I assume, the same. So we already alluded to the rapper thing, and I want to go down that rabbit hole too, but like where and when do you decide, like, man, I want to be a weatherman. Because I just, I think back to a kid and I go, I don't remember growing up. I always remember thinking, man, maybe being the sports guy would be fun. Like that might've been fun, but to be the weather guy, I just don't remember. Actually, you're the one weather guy from Lloyd I can remember, which is kind of odd. Like I can't remember anybody else. And I apologize to anyone else who did Weather and Lloyd, but where, where, when did this start?
0: So I, I didn't grow up wanting to be a weatherman either, right? Like I, whether, wasn't a career that you really, that you even could do. Um, I, so I was going to be a sportscaster. Uh, if I, if I, if I didn't make it to the NHL, uh, I was going to be a sportscaster <laughs> or a teacher. What,
1: what position uh, did you play?
0: What position do you think I played?
1: I want to say you're oh, a goalie.
0: There's your hand right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I was a goalie because back in the day, that's where you put the short kid, right? You put the little. uh Well, put Claussen in net. He's he's little. He'll we'll just shoot pucks.
1: How how short are you?
0: Uh I'm I'm like five eight, which means five seven. <laughs>
1: So So. I'm five, seven, which means I'm closer to five, six and a half. Meaning I didn't play goalie. I think it's, I think there's more to it than just being short
0: no no so what I, but i'm older than you so that that <laughs> you might have caught the the wave of like big goalies coming in all of a sudden ron hextall got popular and everybody went
1: oh, oh we need a big goalie put the there. giant yeah. in that oh, yeah that's right yeah, yeah
0: yeah that makes sense he blocks more net uh so yes i was uh i was gonna play in the nhl but then i didn't make it so uh so i went to nate and i was gonna be a sportscaster got a got a internship at CKSA and Lloyd Minster cause you don't make any money. And I went home to live with my parents. Uh, and then I was lucky enough to get hired on as a news reporter and hated being a news reporter. And so when you uh, say, said, when,
1: when, when you say news reporter, do you mean like yeah. going out and like one of the main two people at the front of the hour talking, or do you mean no a guy out on the streets <laughs> going and like get it in the news?
0: Yeah. So I, I, I don't remember many stories, but I do remember covering uh, a lady who was angry because there was garbage on her front lawn. Cause she lived across the street from the exhibition and the Lloyd exhibition had just come through town. And I remember thinking this happens every year that like the X was right across what do you think is going to be on your front? Lawn? Why am I doing this? This I, I thought it was a smart guy. And now here I am interviewing some lady who's angry about garbage on her front lawn. So I didn't, I didn't really enjoy being a news reporter uh, and I couldn't get a sports job. Adam Cook, who does sports for us now, was our sports guy in uh, in Lloydminster. And so my boss said, do weather and agriculture. And and I don't know anything about farming. Uh, He's like, do that. (laughs) And then when when Adam leaves, because eventually he'll leave, (laughs) then you can have the sports job. And then I just I was horrible at farm news. Um, I had some really good people that
1: that were like fine. define horrible
0: oh i so there was a half hour show called agrifax that i used to have to do and the sherry Lukens was the woman that i replaced and sherry won all kinds of awards for this like broadcasting awards for for this half hour show i took that half hour show and um i knew i had 22 minutes to fill so i would find one guy and i would talk to him for 22 minutes And then i would just cover it with like footage of crops or cows and um well i didn't win any awards for that i i had to call i there was a family that was like listen call us if you're gonna say something stupid on tv call us first you can look stupid to us on the phone and then you won't look dumb on tv so i would call them and i'd be like hey listen and it's spelled h-e-r-e-f-o-r-d it's a heifer or hereford and they would laugh and they'd be like well it could be a heifer but that, that that's actually pronounced hereford uh, so yeah I, I didn't know anything about farming uh, but I really liked doing weather and so I uh, I, I got a job uh, doing I can weather just, in 2.
1: I can just imagine the farmers talking about you while you're trying to pull that oh, out.
0: terrible I got a, a when I came to edmonton years later i got an email from a guy in Bonnyville and he says listen i remember this goofy kid in lloyd minster who wore suits that were three sizes too big who was terrible my wife and i used to look at each other and go how is this guy on tv i gotta say though you're not half bad now <laughs> so, <laughs> that's awesome so i want to I, I eventually won him over uh, but yeah, so, so I got a job in Saskatoon. I, I had gotten passed over for this job the first time at Global in Saskatoon. Um, there were like four people that applied for it and I didn't get it. And so I was still in Lloyd. And then six months later, this job came open again. I was like, oh, this is awesome. So I applied for it again. Uh, got it. Got to got to <laughs> Saskatoon. And uh, my boss is like, yeah, there was, there was actually uh, no one else that applied for the job this time. So we had to give it to you. And then three weeks later, uh, she says, oh, you know, Greyhound just dropped off a tape. There was one other applicant. It was another uh, a girl that I had worked with in Lloydminster had applied and uh, they lost her tape. She's like, I, I totally would have given it to her, but I'll give it to you instead. So
1: So is that why you, your favorite lesson is you have to be lucky to be good and good to be lucky?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I mean... My dad used to say that when I would play goal too, right? He'd he'd sit up in the stands and I would make a save and he had signals for me. And one of them was this. And so I'd I'd make a save and I'd be feeling really good. And then I'd look up and he'd be smiling and doing this, which meant horseshoes. (laughs) And I was like, no, that's not luck, that's skill. And he's, mm-hmm, sure it is, sure it is. But yeah, I, I, uh, so the woman that, uh, had the job for six months, w- she was worried she wasn't going to keep her job. And so she wrote fan mail to herself and then refused to, uh, admit it when they approached her with it. And so they, so they let her go. They terminated her contract after her six months probation. So that's how I got, so I got lucky in that regard in the regard that Greyhound lost the tape of the only other person that applied. Uh, yeah.
1: She yeah. wrote fan mail to herself?
0: Yes. And uh, this was pre, like computers weren't really, a th- I, remember the, I remember the first time we got like an internet connected computer with hotmail that you could install on like one computer at the front of the news. So this was before all of that. Uh, so she would handwrite them and they were all in the same handwriting different colored ink but all the same handwriting because she was she was worried that you know her probation was coming coming
1: really really dumb question because obviously i don't know enough about uh being a weatherman
0: writing okay yeah yeah. (laughs) that (laughs) writing fan mail to yourself
1: is is a successful like at the end of her probation? Were they going to look and say, "Listen, you only had one person write into you. uh You're out of here." Like, are you well, have you ever been worried about fan mail to myself? Yeah.
0: Well, not after that happened. That's a <laughs> cautionary tale, Sean. Don't write
1: fan mail to yourself.
0: I had to give a. The do they call it the commencement address? What do they call that when they when you're like the guest speaker at a graduation? Uh, anyway, I was the guest speaker at a graduation, I had to give whatever the address is, and that was the title of my uh, address to the grade 12s from Paul Kane High School in St. Albert. The the address was don't write fan mail to yourself, and then everything kind of built off of that. Oh, by the way, don't write fan mail to yourself, whatever you do. I'm, I'm just, uh, that, that's my life lesson right there Lucky to be good and don't write fan mail to yourself I,
1: I, I get that I, I, I'm, I'm missing something here Like I get the story about don't write fan mail to yourself But when you started in Saskatoon At six months, did they bring you in and go Listen, uh, actually people really like you We're going to keep you on Oh yeah Oh okay So she was really yeah, yeah, worried yeah. She was really worried then that nobody was liking what she was doing
0: Yes I think she was concerned that she was not going to get renewed, and so, hey, let's push the ball over the goal line. So
1: she wrote her. She didn't write to herself. She wrote to the news station saying, "Oh, this woman's awesome." Oh, yes. sorry to all the listeners. I'm a bit slow this morning. Like, I get it now. So the boss, <laughs>
0: <laughs> right? And so maybe, maybe saying fan mail to yourself, fan mail about yourself,
1: a fan mail about, about yourself, a better term. Yeah. Oh man, that is. uh Yeah.
0: <laughs> Isn't that a great story?
1: Oh, that is a great story. Oh, I can't believe that's how you got your big break.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So then, my second big break was. Uh, so I worked in Saskatoon for about five years, and then um, the Global Toronto was starting up a morning show, and so my my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, she's like, "You got to apply for this. You got to apply for this." I was like, I don't know, we don't wanna move to Toronto. Uh, So I applied for it and then they called me and they called and offered me, it was like six in the morning. Uh, They called and offered me basically the same amount of money as I was making in in Saskatoon. I'm like, what are you talking about? Why would I move all the way out to Toronto to make no more money than I'm making here in Saskatoon when I know it's gonna cost me more? So I said, thanks very much but no thanks. And I turned, I turned down the job. So then like an hour and a half later, she called back again and she's like, okay, listen, we can give you, and it was like an extra 15,000 a year. I was like, nope, I'm still not doing it for that. Uh, thanks very much, but no. So I ended up turning down that job three times. And then the, the senior vice president of news for all of global called and said, sometimes doors open you walk through them, you don't ask questions, and good things happen on the other side. So I was like, okay, well, my career is over if I don't take this job. So we up and moved to to Toronto and then I did not enjoy uh, my time in Toronto. Uh, And thankfully, about six weeks after we got there, this job came open. Um, I had a boss who would threaten, she threatened to take my hands to my sides. Because I talk with my hands, Sean. You've seen me on the news. I talk yeah. with my hands. I'm an expressive yeah. person, I, and I'm, and I'm a weatherman. I have to point at stuff. Uh, but she was she was from radio, um, who had been brought in to sort of overhaul the news department. And so she, she, I was like, you 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 offered me this job three times. Surely you saw my tape. You know I talk with my hands. So yeah, she she would uh, threaten to type, tape my hands unless. Uh, I kept them below my shoulders. So that was the that was the compromise that we came up with is I could still move my hands, but they couldn't come above my shoulders. They had to stay below my shoulders. Uh, and, and so the second day we get to Toronto, we find out that my wife is pregnant. So now I'm not making enough money to, to live there and support a family. She's not going to be able to work because no one's going to hire her now that she's pregnant uh we just moved away from all of our family uh, I'm, I'm doing a morning show so i got to go to bed at like eight o'clock at night and get up at three in the morning to drive all the way across toronto because i'm i'm living in etobicoke because i can't afford to live anywhere else and I'm, uh so yeah it sucked and then uh and then ian leonard who was the weather guy at cfrn in edmonton he he left he went to the states and so this job came open so i was only there I did a month of rehearsals with them and then I was on air for about three weeks. And then my last day was the blackout. Uh, you remember the big blackout? Yeah. Yeah. So we were there for SARS and the blackout, uh, and the SARS rolling stones concert relief concert. Uh, and and then we came back to Edmonton. So I kind of torched that bridge They, they were not happy with me, but it was the right move. I've been here for 17 years now and it was absolutely the right move.
1: Gee, uh, management is such a funny thing. Just going back to the lady about your hands and everything, right? She probably had the best intentions on why she wanted se- you know, certain things. But oh, same- I'm, I'm sure. But, but at the same time, when dealing with people and how to keep them motivated, basically torturing them and, and basically saying like, you remember what you just did? don't ever do that again. Well, that ain't really, I, I mean, that's, that's pretty much taking away your legs, uh, you know, so to speak uh, and, and showing well, up. And work you're
0: pretty, yeah. Especially on, on TV, right? Like you're already nervous because it's like you're in Toronto. This is it. You're, you're at the center of the universe on TV. Uh, and now I can't be natural because I'm constantly worried about where my hands are or, uh she didn't like that i would say so uh it'll be like minus 2 for your tuesday she's like what's with your tuesday i don't know what do you what do you mean she's like, so then uh, i all self conscious am i saying things wrong what's so yeah yeah it was just a bad fit
1: what uh which is too bad but going from lloyd to saskatoon to toronto to edmonton i mean you've been You've been to some very big populations what's the biggest difference from going from little small town lloyd obviously not having to host an agricultural show would mm-hmm. be one of them going to bigger centers sure but, but what was maybe some of the biggest differences uh, you noticed even from saskatoon to toronto like geez that's a giant jump
0: you know what the the biggest thing that i noticed is how little was different like i thought oh here you are, right? You you've made it. You're in the biggest city in in the country. These are the best of the best, uh, and they're not. It's it's just <laughs> it's it's exactly the same. <laughs> it's just people <laughs> doing their jobs. They're not any more talented uh, than a lot of the people the news anchors I worked with in Toronto were no more talented than, you know, Chris Krieger in, in Saskatoon who I worked with or, uh, you know, McIntyre and Isfeld and carried all here in Edmonton. I mean, they were, it, they just were, they lived in Toronto. And so they got a job in Toronto. Uh, so that, I, that was what surprised me the most was just, it was the same. It's the same thing, no matter where you are, it's just people have maybe have a, you know, and not even have a bigger opinion of themselves because in Saskatoon I worked with some guys who thought they were the kings because they were on TV. Uh so yeah, yeah, I I don't know that there's all that much difference. I mean, there's there's more when you get to Toronto, there are there's more money and more uh resources available to the news department than there is. You get you get to make a more decisions because decisions are in Edmonton. Decisions are being made there, and then they kind of get filtered down, right?
1: Well, you, uh, you, you've hit a thing on my head. I've only been doing this now, just coming up on two years. February will be two years of sitting down I'm going to be blunt. I didn't go into radio. I didn't. I've always wanted to, and then I heard my first mm-hmm. podcast in 2018, and I thought, wow, that's brilliant and obviously i lived under a box because i found out quickly that podcasts have been around a very long time <laughs> but when i watch when i started watching uh you know like the on rights of the world uh well on rights pretty special but when you watch sure, yeah. when you watch some of the big shows that are on toronto and stuff all i think is like when i'm watching them, i'm like i actually don't do anything that special they just have a giant audience size right like they're And they've, they've done some things right to get there, but then instead of having an audience of, uh, you know, Lloyd Minster, I don't, I don't know, you know, surrounding area and everything, call it 50 to 70,000, let's call it. Well, immediately going to Saskatoon, you're hundreds of thousands. Right. And then immediately going to Toronto, you're millions of people. It's, it's audience size.
0: Yeah. Although, uh, so I worked with a guy named Michael Coos when I was, uh, at Global in Toronto, and he had he had come from Edmonton to Toronto when I went from Saskatoon to Toronto, and so uh, we both knew what it was like to work in a Western market. And when I got when I got to Toronto, he's like, the first thing you're going to notice is that nobody cares. He's like, when you worked in Saskatoon, you couldn't go to the grocery store without people know, knowing that you were the weather guy. Same thing for me when I was in Edmonton. Uh, he's like, you, there's legitimate celebrities here. We are not celebrities here uh so yes more people are watching you but nobody you are cares way more anonymous you're way more anonymous there than, than you are in a, a smaller market
1: well that 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 does make sense though i mean in toronto you got the maple sure. leafs you got the the raptors yeah. you got drake you got bieber you got i mean you just you got some star power there
0: yeah yeah no l- legitimate celebrities right <laughs> you have movie stars
1: movie stars and i should throw out the jays too jeez i'm not even spacing on on the blue jays too right like there's a lot of different argos Uh, yeah yeah the argos (laughs) yeah sure so i I tell you what uh soccer's slowly becoming or maybe quickly as you know there's soccer fans out there not in this part of the world there isn't but i mean soccer's picking up steam awfully quick
0: Sure, yeah. I think the Whitecaps have a pretty big following and Toronto FC has a big following. I was just being a jerk.
1: <laughs> That's all right. The people around Lloyd aren't turning on Toronto FC, but they are turning on the Blue Jays, right? Like, if the Blue Jays are doing yeah, anything yeah. decent, heck, even this year uh, with the shortened season, everybody watches the Blue Jays. Yeah. Yeah, fair. That's fair.
0: I, I don't. <laughs> I can't I can't get into baseball. Really? I just can't, no, I
1: can't, can't do it. Slowness of the game, length of the season, both style. What is it?
0: I don't know. It's not slowness of the game. Cause I love to watch golf. Uh, and that is slow and takes a long time. Uh, I just don't care.
1: Hmm. That's fair. I, yeah. That's yeah. So what show what what sport then do you watch? Are you, you're a golf guy?
0: I love, yeah I like to I like to watch golf. I watch a lot of uh, football, watch a lot of basketball. Uh, don't watch as much hockey as I used basketball
1: to. really no. you're gonna put basketball in there?
0: I do I do watch basketball. <laughs> My wife hates it, but uh, I, I do watch a fair amount of basketball.
1: So you're a Raptors fan? Is that is that where we're going no, with this? Who no. are you cheer for?
0: You know what? It, listen, Sean, I uh, when I was about 11 years old, I decided I needed to have a favorite team in every sport. Okay. But I I but I hated I hated front runners. Fair. I was, I was a guy like if it's popular. So you're a Vancouver
1: like Grizzlies fan?
0: No, <laughs> no, no, no. I uh, I'm a I'm a New York Knicks fan, Ooh. I'm a New York Jets fan, Ooh. and I'm a Flyers fan. Yeah. Uh, and none of those teams, none of those teams, since I picked them, have won a championship.
1: Flyers have come close.
0: Yeah, they've come close. None of them have actually won,
1: though. Oh, I, I, hey, I'm an Oilers fan. We haven't won, though. The curse. Eh?
0: Yeah, well, that's, I, hated, I used to hate the Oilers because they were always beating the Flyers. I like them now that they So you not were living
1: good. in you were living in Lloyd and a Flyers fan.
0: <laughs> yep. Ooh. Yeah. Ron Hextall, that was my guy.
1: Ronnie Hextall. Well, was Pelly, your guy.
0: Lindberg- Pelly Lindberg, Well, was was my guy, uh, and then when he died, I bawled my eyes out. Uh, and then and then for a while we had nobody. Right? We had Bob Froze. remember Bob Froze?
1: Oh, no, I can't. I can't terrible. say I do. Can't say I terrible. do.
0: We had a terrible run of goalies, but I think finally we've hit on some something here with uh, Car- the Sherwood Park kid.
1: Oh yeah, Carter Hart. No doubt, yeah. man. I, that kid's legit. Yeah, yep, I think so. Flyers, Knicks, and the Jets. You realize oh, the, the Jets are, Jets Jets are terrible.
0: Like I know. The- they they've been terrible forever. I mean, it's you know how you know how sad it is to be a fan of a team and your glory year like when you look back you're like oh man it was so good when mark sanchez was our quarterback and vinny testaverdi like that when that's what that <laughs> that's that's the height of your fandom right oh man i wish we could have sanchez back San- mark sanchez
1: you know what my oh. best memory of the jets is we were at i think we were at the canadian brew house one night and they were playing, well, I can't remember if it was a Monday nighter. I want to say it was a Monday nighter, but I can't be sure on that. When Sanchez... Uh, the butt fumble? The butt fumble. <laughs> I was in the bar that night. I'm like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing in the world. That's the Jets in a nutshell. That that, yeah. that yeah. could be put on repeat for the rest of time, and everyone in COVID would have a smile on their face. Like I mean, that right there was just pure entertainment.
0: Yeah, so the, the 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 best moment in the past 10 years for the Jets is when Ryan Fitzpatrick almost led them to the playoffs only to throw an interception at the end of the last game of the season to the Buffalo Bills and just destroy all Jet fans.
1: Uh, terrible. So are you uh world. are you uh are you a Jerry uh Jerry V. I can't think of his last name. Uh, the 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 guy who wants to buy him. He's like a motivational dude, marketer, yada yada. Oh, yada.
0: listen, uh, any anybody would be better than Woody Johnson. Like we, get, yeah, we got to get rid of that dude. <laughs> <laughs> just 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 purely on the just purely on his support of Trump. I'm 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 out. Like I'm I'm ready to cash in my chips on that team.
1: So you're you're a uh, obviously a football fan. Uh, did you grow up playing football? Yep.
0: Yeah, six man football. K i y i u, the Kiyu League. So I went to uh, Holy Rosary High School. Oh, you're and we a holy were, uh, we guy. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy Rosary Raiders. Uh, but we were small enough that we we played six man against like Wilkie. And loose land the loose land lords and uh maybe Robert. Uh I was a DB. Not a not a great one, but I was a DB. Uh, and then our last year, we actually are uh our quarterback who I think teaches at Holy Rosary now, Dustin Falsher. So he he ended up going absolutely. To
1: he's he's been on the podcast, him and his brothers.
0: There you go. Yeah. The, so Queens, Golden Gales. Uh, So he was our quarterback and then got injured right before we went into playoffs. And three kids moved to our school right before playoffs. So they kicked us out of the six-man league and we had to play nine-man. The very first game that we ever played in nine-man was playoffs. Nine-man football playoffs. And so our chance, had Falsher stayed healthy, had we been in six-man instead of nine-man, we would have been provincial champions. But No. No,
1: not, Stolen. not, not bitter whatsoever.
0: Mm. No, I don't, I don't. It's actually been a long time since I thought about that story.
1: How, how, how did I'm, you I'm sure fare? Falsers, how am
0: sure angrier about it than me.
1: How did you fare in your first game of nine, man?
0: Horrible uh, because we didn't have enough guys. So I had to go both ways. So they put me in at like, I don't even know what the position wasn't running back or half, half back really. I, but they had this play where it was a, a reverse, but I didn't know how to play offense. And so they were like, okay, she so go this way and then come back and then cut back. And then let Kim's going to hand you the ball. And we ran that play twice back to back. And I screwed that play up twice. And then they were just like, uh, just go out there and run routes or something that we're not giving you the ball anymore. I was, I was horrible. Horrible. I'm a I'm a D I'm a D guy. I'm not an I'm not an offensive
1: guy. I'm having I'm having visions of uh, <laughs> uh the replacements with Keanu Reeves where they're trying to play and and they're just having yes. issues, right? Like I can imagine yep. lining yep. up against your team being there's equipment that's not it's, <laughs> it's not tucked in properly. <laughs> yeah, maybe the longest yard is more apt, right? Yeah. With with Adam Sandler. That that yes. might have been yes. what yeah, yeah. You know, I've, we've been talking now for like 40 minutes and I haven't even got to this wrapping thing. I, I got to know where, like along the stretch. So we've talked a lot about your career of being, mm-hmm. um, becoming a meteorologist, the weatherman. Uh, where on earth then do yeah, you- Yeah,
0: and I am a meteorologist. I, I When I was in Saskatoon, I went back to school and got my meteorology degree, so.
1: Oh, so you, you are I'm legit. Not,
0: not, just, not just a, a pretty face- on TV. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what, uh, where, what song? What, there had to have been a guy or group. Yep. That you, would it have been taped Public Enemy,
0: Fear of a Black Planet. What's that, sorry?
1: Would it have been a cassette?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Cassette Walkman? From, uh, from yeah, well, for sure, a Walkman, yeah. The, the yellow Sony Sports Walkman. Uh, so it was... Public Enemy, "Fear of a Black Planet" that I bought at the Record Hound in Lloyd Mall. uh, That dates me. Record Hound was still.
1: That dates me. I don't remember that.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's. uh, It was. Do you know? Do you remember where the Zellers was? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it was just outside, just up and to the right from the Zellers. I I think there's a sports, uh, like a sporting goods store there, like like an athlete's world or a footlocker there. a
1: footlocker any anyway, footlocker anyway doesn't
0: doesn't really matter uh that that album uh and then i bought uh run dmc tougher than leather on cassette and and i was hooked and my buddy uh marcus lopez his dad owned the arby's and uh what was the, the bar was called amigos uh, amigos is still back cooler.
1: um no oh amigos well, is back okay oh, amigos is back Wait, so we've had is a it real right, ru-
0: still, Is it still right beside the wayside Inn?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, it hasn't moved. <sighs> so amigos wow. is back. It took it took a it took a brief hiatus and became uh there might have been a bar in between, but it became level up for a little bit, but, but now it's amigos. Cooler's shut down, hasn't ran in probably I don't know, three years, huh? I would say. Uh okay. what was the other one on the SaaS side? Long branch? No. Uh, we never
0: went to the Long Branch because they played Shoot. country music. We didn't like it.
1: God, and now I'm forgetting what the other one's called. That's terrible of me, Lloyd Minster. I apologize. But uh, essentially, Amigos is the You're only place to go. not of Bo
0: Diddley's, are you? Bo Diddley's is on the upward side. Saskatchewan is Bo Diddley's
1: still there? Bo Diddley's is still there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, great times there back in the day. Name that tune. Yeah. Um, nah, God, What the place, what's the place on the sass side? I don't, I don't know. Come on! We never
0: went to any. We never went anywhere. There was the two bars in Lloyd 19. back in the
1: day. There was there was Amigos, and there was the place where you had to be nineteen because it was on the Saskatchewan side, and I could never get into it until you were older. Was it in the base? Was it in the yeah basement? in the basement? Isn't that the Long Branch? No, God, <laughs> this is terrible.
0: Uh, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out.
1: You know what I'm going to do uh, anyway. Gonna... I'm going to text Mark my buddy Lopez's right now as is, uh, we're, as we're yeah, going. And and that way I do can it. have the answer. Cause I can feel <laughs> people listening, going you idiots. It's this, Ye- it's this. <laughs>
0: carry on. Uh, carry on. Be- anyway, because, because his dad owned amigos, the, he had an in with the DJ and so the DJ would always slide us uh, rap records. And so, yeah, that was, I mean, from then on, that's all I listened to. And so, my, my brother and I would make tapes, uh, and uh, we'd record them in in Miles Miles Hush was uh, my, <laughs> my my brother's buddy, and so we would record them in his basement. And uh, NWA had just come out at that time, and so we would we called Miles's studio hundred miles and running, but Miles was with a Y. <laughs> uh, we were called the Villains. Uh, with the Z, of course, uh, my brother and I, uh, and so yeah, we just I, I I through the year that through the years, that's all we did is we would just record rap albums, songs after songs. After did, songs you keep, I, did you keep? Did you keep all a, that? I met a guy in North Battle for, uh, Oh yeah, lots of it's on cassette, so I I can't listen to it anymore. But I've got most of it on uh, on CD um and then literally literally the because literally
1: took the listeners less than 30 seconds Ezzy's, like sure. i mean they're already making fun of me that i can't oh, remember that
0: Ezzie's.
1: right Ezzy's in the basement that's <sighs> that's no more either
0: i don't uh i i was i was maybe in ezzy's twice in my life
1: really why
0: no nah. i don't know it wasn't that just wasn't where we that wasn't our
1: that wasn't your hang wasn't
0: our they're your scene nah. No. We would go to amigos. Well, and and listen, if your buddy's dad owns a club,
1: yeah, you're going there. You're going. Yeah, you're going there. Yeah, right.
0: fair. So fair. Please. Yeah. It's um it's dumb.
1: So you yeah, you're, you're yeah. making all these tapes like yeah, where My have-
0: buddy my buddy Randy Kozlowski lived in uh North Battleford. His dad had an old uh electronics shop and above the electronics shop he had a studio and I would we would just Those are the greatest times. I mean, we would stay up all night. I would, I'd work all week. And then Friday night, I would drive to North Battleford and we would stay up all weekend and just make music. And, oh, it was, it was awesome. Try and save money so that we could buy zip drives. So you could save them to these zip drives. Ah, it was was the best.
1: So did you actually like tour around rapping then?
0: Yep. Yep uh we we would do shows uh when i started working in saskatoon we would i'd do shows probably once a month in saskatoon so like just at a bar Um, that's
1: what you're talking about yep just a just at the
0: club and then i i met up with some guys online we called ourselves the worldwide wordsmiths because there were uh two guys from uh new york a guy from oklahoma guy from Toronto and then me in Saskatoon. and we all would record in our remote locations and send them to my buddy Derek in uh, Oklahoma and he would mix it all down and then we put out an album called uh, Classic Composure. And so we did uh, we did some shows in the states with that so I would go to, I went down and we did a couple shows in Oklahoma.
1: <laughs> how was that?
0: It was awesome. It was great so good i i mean it was crazy because i knew these guys so well but i had never met them in person before uh and until you know my plane lands in oklahoma and there's this these guys that i've seen pictures of but i've never met them before so but i i mean i had a guy when i lived in saskatoon i had a guy that i i would there used to be these rap boards that you could you'd write your write your raps on on uh online and then it was it was so nerdy uh <laughs> but you would form these crews and so i had this buddy named tree vortex and uh i didn't i didn't really know tree but he decided he wanted to come from i think he was in windsor and he was like hey can i come stay with you for like a week and uh and we'll record an album in your in your bathroom i was like okay cut, sure and so i some guy just shows up on my doorstep to stay for a week, and it was the, the greatest times. I met the greatest people. It was so good, and I mean, people. It, it, that was before rap was really popular. Um, I mean, it was it was starting to become more popular, but it was it was something that nobody nobody was really doing it. It was just. I mean, now it's like oh yeah, you're a rapper. Everybody's a rapper. Um, I don't think yeah, that at but, all.
1: Coming from this area, I don't, it surprised the, the hell out of me. That hey, listen, Sean, rapper.
0: I'm the best rapper from Lloyd Minster, far down.
1: Hey, um, y- <laughs> yeah, you might be. I, I, I don't know, or maybe for, maybe for all I know, 15 are going to pop good, out but. of the woodwork, and in like two months' time, we're going to have a rap battle here in Lloyd, where you got to stand behind, you got to be in your selective boxes, so there can be no actual spitting on each other, and just screaming at each other through plastic. Like, that. that could maybe go
0: that's not a bad idea. I like that. I like that a lot. It would it would keep down the fights too. <laughs> if you were separated
1: by plexiglass. <laughs> have, have you done rap battles in? Like, I feel like, yeah. I feel like I'm so, you know, you talk about it being like a, you're a nerd for like going down that rabbit hole. And I sound, I feel like I sound like a complete nutter moron. Cause I, I literally know nothing about rapping. I will say this. I enjoy the music. I, uh, Run sure. DMC is freaking awesome. Uh, like, there's a lot of rappers that put out some really good content, like uh, some really catchy tunes yeah, and everything yeah. else. But when it comes to this, um, I feel like I don't even have the questions in my repertoire to ask. So, <laughs> I, I I've, you've been in rap battles then? like you've just pulled up to, I don't know, wherever, and just started going off.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I mean, usually they they would happen at shows. So you would go to a show. So you might go see, like in Saskatoon, we would go. You go see Gangstar, and then uh, after the show's done, he he raps, I rap, so so you battle. Um, It's not like yeah, it it's not like in Anchorman where (laughs) you've got your your posse is rolling up, uh, but it just sort of happens organically, And, and I mean. It's a small enough community that everybody knows everybody and hates but li- but likes each other so every and and everybody thinks they're the best so you that, that was a Friday I night I was... that was a that
1: was a Friday the, the, night for my... you then
0: Yeah yeah you go see oh man there were so many great shows that came through really small clubs uh, I saw de la soul with like 30 people. Um, but I was, uh, when I worked, when I worked in Saskatoon, I was emceeing an event at a high school. Oh, oh, I was emceeing a talent show and some high school kid, um, challenged me to to battle, not really knowing. Oh yeah, he's the weatherman. (laughs) Yeah. And I remember I destroyed him and had some line about how his girlfriend loved me. And I had to say no, cause I'm too old for her. And the crowd was just like, Oh, and it was all like their parents and stuff. And then I was like, Oh, I got to stop this. But it was the, it was, it was the highlight of my battling career when I took out this <laughs> high school kid as, as like a 22 year old.
1: <laughs> well, it probably surprised the hell out of him and then surprised the hell yeah, out he, of the audience. No, right?
0: Yeah. The, yeah. He had, he was he was done
1: <laughs> you know I, I what i love about sitting down across from people is every once in a while and actually i shouldn't say that lots of times you just get completely mm-hmm. like surprised genuine surprise and the fact that you uh <laughs> toured around and i met like went down south and like chased it man that's that's pretty cool lots of people wouldn't chase it i'm sure there was lots of people back in the day that wanted to but you actually chased it like did you ever ever get close like did you ever just like you know like yeah you know what i think the guys the guys in that group
0: were really good like we if we had really pushed I, I think we, we might have been able to to do something. But what's doing something, right? Like, there's, there's so many talented musicians. Uh, I mean, to be a touring musician, is a lot. there's lots of guys doing that, right? Uh, so I don't know. I don't know what that would have looked like. I'm, I'm pretty happy with the way it, it turned out now. And, I mean, my kids love music. I got a 14-year-old that... He's got his own Spotify account and he has been putting out, he puts out like an album every month Um, and just instrumental guitars and drums. And he's taught himself to play piano. Uh, My youngest, you know, likes, likes music. And so he he's on a couple of the, we, Uh, with one of the radio stations here in town we do a a halloween song every year and so he's been on the last two halloween songs that we've done uh we did a christmas song a couple years ago and so he was on that so um i i mean i don't i don't know what making it would have looked like i don't I, i wouldn't have been drake uh we were we were never that you know commercially accessible i don't think um but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm happy with the with the catalog of music that I have on on my computer. I can still go back and listen. To, I mean, some of them I, I like, oh, uh, <laughs>
1: but 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 some of it's good. It's, it's cool that, uh, you know, one of the cool things for kids growing up today is they can do what your kids are doing, right. Release to Spotify and like the accessibility. Well, just, I even think for uh, the, the stuff I got to listen to uh, since I've known, which has been like 24 hours, I had no idea before 24 hours. And right. I have a thing where, um, when I'm getting ready for an interview about five minutes before I throw on say I got a song that I like, uh, you know. That just gets me going, gets my mind in the right mindset. And I thought, today, yep. you know what? We'll throw out a little Josh closet So I threw on uh, <laughs> I threw on numbers and then I found another one. I think it was nine to five. Nine to five was pretty good too, right? Even oh, yeah, though it's, yeah. it's yeah. kind of like, yeah. uh, it's kind of, it's almost a little humorous when you watch the video, right? About what you guys are all oh. talking about, right? But it's still like, yes. I'm like, yeah, this ain't half bad, right?
0: Yeah. So that was, uh, that's my buddy, RJ. Uh, put that together. He had to do that for a class project. Uh, Omar, who's in there, is a really super successful writer, um, and and he's a he, you know he's a former rapper as well. Uh, and so, I mean, we all just kind of had regular jobs, and that was RJ's vision. He was like, "Listen, here's what you're going to do. You're going to rap about what your regular nine to five job is, but the fact that you also love hip hop."
1: That's. Man, that's really cool that's uh, I I mean I, I guess I I completely understand what you're talking about in a sense not the rapping part because I that's so foreign sure. to me it's my creative but, outlet but I mean yeah creative outlet. the fact that it's rap yeah. right like it's it's a creative outlet that, it's, that's a very to me, good it's way no
0: different than if I you know if I played in a jazz band or you know a country band it's just that
1: well I, I just look at it I like yeah. And I just look at it and say, listen, I, I work, uh, I work Monday to Friday, sell chemical in the oil field and my creative outlet to uh, steal your terminology is sitting down and talking to people like this. Cause I really, yeah. really enjoy it. Like it is, it's what, uh, I look forward to every single week is who I get to sit down with this week and who you know, and then you find out stuff like this and you're like, God, that's cool. Right? Like that's cool. It's super <laughs> cool. You think uh, back of the day you think you're a nerd but i think anyone who enjoys whatever they're in is a bit of a nerd right they're they're totally sucked oh. into it and some of them are just yeah. a little more mainstream right so if you go to hockey practice and play hockey 24 7 uh people call you're it dedication and 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 it's because it's accepted as we're all trying to make the nhl but if you go a little bit out of the box then you're a nerd that's okay i think that's pretty cool right
0: no, I mean that's like I was saying. If it's popular, uh, most of my life, if it's popular, I don't like it, which is kind of ironic because in the job I'm in now, the goal is to be popular. But
1: well, I got a couple of uh, me. I want to pick your meteorology brain then because I've been wondering Good. a couple uh, a couple of things have uh, I've thought about, and one of them is as cities grow mm-hmm. and get bigger and bigger and bigger, does that kit get- Obviously, I think that can impact weather patterns. Or for am sure. I, yeah. or am I wrong on that?
0: Oh no, you're totally, totally on on base with that. I mean, uh, it it affects temperatures. You got more of an urban heat island effect uh, because of that. You've got uh, greater lift because of the heat, and so greater potential for that to act as a trigger for uh, thunderstorm development in the summertime. Uh, yeah. Oh, a- absolutely. Urbanization definitely has has impacted uh weather
1: patterns so then does that lend uh to the thought that we're seeing more extreme weather then or not so much
0: yeah i don't think it's urbanization i I mean most of the studies are are pretty clear that uh i mean global warming and climate changes is is pretty well defined as the increase in co2 emissions so that that's where most of the the increase in extreme weather and uh, and the change in, in temperatures globally that we're seeing is coming from.
1: But over your career then, how many years yep. you've been how many years you've been uh, in meteorology?
0: Oh, 24. How old am I? 44. Yeah, 20, 20 24
1: years. Yeah, so over a 24 year span, have you seen weather just slowly get more extreme or is it just pretty you know like i don't know i all all i can think of and i this is a terrible analogy and i apologize is i just i just think of something like hockey let's bring it to hockey if you go back to the 90s and just slowly see the rule changes they've made up until 2020 you can see the change in hockey it's like very yes it's very evident now i don't sit and watch weather every single day you do (laughs) Have you seen like a noticeable change, like all through the past 24 years you've been in it where it's like, wow, this is pretty noticeable.
0: Yeah. Not so much with, uh, with extremes. Although, I mean, if you look at uh, record high, like we almost never set record lows anymore. Uh, we set record highs uh, a couple times every year. Uh, average temperatures for every month, except October, are above where they were 30 and 60 years ago uh rain in the middle of the winter is more common than it used to be it's always rained in January even back in the the 20s and 30s but uh it happens more often now so yeah I I mean because I do it every day it's hard and because I'm always looking forward it's hard for me to remember what just happened uh and so I'm I've I'm a guy that relies on going back and looking at the historical records as opposed to my own memory because my memory of those things is as flawed as everybody else's. But you can. I mean, the numbers show that 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 is happening. And one for
1: my wife, if she ever listens to this, cause she makes fun of me. Anytime I comment on the weather, like a good farming kid, she goes, Oh, weather yep. man, Sean's talking again. And so when she heard, I was having you on, she's like, Oh, that should be fun. Like that should be fun. Right? Like, here we go. You're going to talk about clouds. everybody.
0: Everybody's a, yeah, well, I mean, especially in, uh, in Western Canada, everybody l- loves to talk about the weather. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Uh But ev- people love it, uh, and maybe it's not just Western Canada. Like, if you look at consistently, what are the the most downloaded uh, news and information apps? The weather apps across North America are the ones that most people are are accessing uh, more frequently than anything else. Everybody, everybody loves to know what, what it's going to be like.
1: Well, you think for, and then or... complain, and then complain that it was wrong. <laughs> hey. People want to complain. Actually, if COVID's taught me one thing, uh, is people I was just saying this on my most recent episode. People want to complain at the best of times. You always get heck, I have days where I just wanna I just wanna have a complaint out or bitch about something. And I didn't fully understand the necessity of sports in society until it's taken away and all people comment on now are. <sighs> really really charged things right so the election in the states is charged uh anything to do with COVID is like super charged right like it's almost hurts and stresses me out too much and i just want professional sports to come back so when it comes to weather i get it right fucking weather man said it was gonna be sunny today it's raining what an asshole right like yeah i get that but sometimes it's just nice to complain about things that are almost like irrelevant inconsequential thank you i want those things back right i want them i want the oilers playing and i want mcdavid to have a big a bad day just so i can hear people talk about how mcdavid's overrated and you'd be like oh my god like really that's where we're at as a society i want that back right now everything we complain about is man it stresses everybody out it's hard to get away from
0: yeah yeah everybody's got an opinion at all times and everybody's opinion everybody's opinion is right no matter what
1: <laughs> as for as for everybody... its right. out- its it,
0: it is it is it it, it is more fun uh, being a uh, an armchair you know general manager uh, <laughs> as opposed to an armchair politician
1: <laughs> oh man the armchair politicians are hurting my brain right now it makes me want to just yeah that's that's that's, it's it's so it's such a it's a it's a really hard not a hard thing to talk about it's just like i don't know man either let's take alberta for instance you either hate Mm -hmm. uh kenny or like love him and if you love him the other side hates you and vice versa (laughs) right right and that's all i could and it's like there's no there's no ability to chat between the two groups anymore you're on a side and you pick your side and we're going to go to totally
0: polarized oh man and that's the
1: entire world it's like you know if you just put down your phone and went and talked to that said person they're probably pretty nice and they're probably pretty normal and and probably some things that you 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 thought you'll talk to them and be like geez huh that's actually a pretty interesting point i hadn't really thought about it that way
0: (laughs) yeah and also uh i find that The people who are like the angriest and say the worst things online would never say those things in person. Which is why, if any, sometimes people will be, you know, you get negative comments online and people be like, how do you deal with that? Like, I don't, I don't care. That person, if that person saw me, they wouldn't say that. There's no way. And if they did, okay, fine. Well, I'd just turn around and walk away. Who cares? But it's the same with my kids. Like, I look at my, my 12 and 13, my 13, 14 year old sons and like what they go through with social media and uh, the things that people are saying. I'm like, this only exists on your phone. None of these kids say these things at school. What, why, why are you talking like a gangster on your phone? You're not a gangster. You live in St. Albert. Uh, but it's something with social media and phones and it's safe and you could say whatever you want. And, ah, it's terrible. Terrible. It's, now, uh, I'm, now I'm sounding like grandpa Josh.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I go back to, uh, every once in a while a guest will say something that really stays with me. And the one I think of when you're talking like that is Keith Morrison. He said, uh, yeah, basically for every, Advancement that's really good. You have the similar negative of consequence of it. So for all the technology advancements have been really good, there's negative consequences to it. And when you're, you know, w- with all the technological advancements, so the human element, a human element of it has just disappeared. Right, the the in person doing this, and yep. that's a lost skill. It really is to sit and be able to chat to somebody and and have a conversation. And you and you see it in the younger generations, like. Get that damn phone out of your hand for a little bit. Like we're, we're right here. We're right here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, they talk more, but just not face to so, face. Well, I don't know. Uh, it's not gonna change. That <laughs> no just no no have no. to learn no. to <coughs> adapt to it. And but Keith is right. I mean, I'm I'm sure people said the same thing when radio first came around. Oh, radio's gonna destroy the world, and then TV. Oh, TV is gonna destroy the world, and now it's social media. Social media is gonna destroy the world. So, but this time I think it might. I, th- I think it actually might this <laughs> time.
1: <laughs> it's definitely got everybody supercharged. But that's the thing you can't. You can't. It's very hard to go put yourself in the room when the TV's first being out and. The thoughts and discussion going around the the coffee table at that point that's it's almost impossible to go back and because i mean all through the last hundred years there's been moments in time where the the political society is just supercharged with issues i mean we only have to look to you know some famous individuals you know like there was a president assassinated at one point in time there was people uh that were public figures that were assassinated at different times, right? That happened in the last 100 years. That ain't that long ago. Heck, it happened in what? The last no. 50 years. 60 years.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, for all of our hand-wringing about how horrible the world is, I mean, if you look back through history...
1: There were some pretty bad for times, For the most man.
0: part. It's <laughs> there, were, there were some really bad times, right? I mean, even with the pandemic, Uh, uh, I mean, we're not crawling through muddy trenches in the middle of war right now. We're just being told to stay home and put on a mask.
1: Uh, Like, it's not that bad. And yet, I will say to that, uh, by us talking like it's not as bad, like being in the trenches, at least we don't have to be there, we're in a different type of trench. And what that has brought up is, the mental health aspect. And I tell you five years ago, I never really thought much about mental health. And every year that it goes along it becomes more prominent. And in today's society, the mental health trench is a pretty big one for a lot of people.
0: Sure. Yeah. I'm sure it was a big problem then too. We just didn't talk about it. Yeah. Fair. Right. Fair. Mental health is that. Uh, do you remember talking about mental health 10, 15 years ago, even never, never, Hell, five
1: years ago, Josh, like it was, it was pretty tough to talk about. Like people didn't want to, it had a little bit of a taboo on it five years For ago. sure. And it's just slowly coming out of the woodworks now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I So I think, I think to what you're saying, I, I think that's probably always been an issue. It's just been an issue that was, we don't talk about that. Oh, we don't, we don't talk about that, but you're right. It is uh this this is just as hard for us going through it uh well, he, human, we, it, we won't we won't know we, we can't put ourselves back in those shoes right
1: well we can't we're, put we're ourselves not, in war and i'm not we're not, not, to, we're not I'm, on
0: oregon trail where malaria is true know, killing people
1: all i'm saying is with with world war i don't think anybody wants to go back that nobody wants to go back to the trenches nobody wants to go back to the mortar shells hitting and you know i've read and heard stories i'm a dan carlin fan hardcore history where he talks about the mortar shells hitting and blowing up uh force and just making them sit there and float because so many more like none of us want to go back to that but i will say this you know with the announcement coming yesterday and basically you're in your house you're not supposed to have anybody over no you know like human interaction whether we want to give it it's uh it's due is a huge part of being a human, right? Of just being a human is human interaction and having positive conversations where everything isn't like just negative, 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 negative. Now there now with technology, there's ways to do that. We're doing it right now. And people need sure. to exercise their ability to do that more. But when you start to cut that interaction out of people's lives, that's a that's a that's a tough thing to go through, I think. And I think a lot of people are feeling that stress. And we just have never had to deal with it before because normally you get to go to, well, for us work, uh, or the hockey mm-hmm. rink or m- music class, or you just think, and you get to, you get to let out a couple bitches about, man, the weather sucks today. And is it inconsequential? Yes. But is it nice to sit there and talk about something with somebody and hear a little bit of a gossip story? Sure. And all that is just poof gone for, you know, it's been almost a bloody year, right? Like it's, it's, it's my, been a long my- time.
0: My youngest was just saying he's. We were when we were watching those YouTube videos from when they were little. He's like, you know, I almost can't remember what it was like not to have to wear a mask, to remember to bring a mask to school to be able to like wrestle with my friends. To it's gone quick. Those those things have gone quick for my kids. They they don't they don't. I mean, we were in we were in Mexico in. January, uh, but I look at those pictures and that seems like it was ten years ago, not ten months ago. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I don't know what the point of that that was. Just that my kids are are now to the point where they've they've adapted to it, and they. Uh, I think it might be harder for you and I, guys like you and I who remember all of our lives having those social interactions for them. They've already kind of forgot they've, they've adapted to this new normal. They forgot what that was like.
1: Hmm. I just think, look at which is,
0: which is kind of sad and scary for these kids. Yeah. uh, You hope that someday this is over and that now are they going to be skittish about having those interactions again? What, you know, when, when they're told that they can take the masks off and,
1: you In remember, school. you remember being a kid and having health class and them telling you about the water fountain and how many germs were there. Do you remember that, that part of health class? No, that is one Never. thing that has stuck with me for all time. And I, I still remember thinking, yeah, but I want to drink water. Like, I mean, if I get sick, I get sick, right? Pretty much. And now I was, I was at a bell store, uh, a couple of days ago and the guy was wearing his mask to talk on the phone. And I said, you gotta wear a mask, talk on the phone. Well, that's like one of the worst parts of contact, right? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I guess because you're talking into it, but so use your own phone and don't transfer phones. Like to me, we've 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 started to focus on everything that has the most contact points, which is fair. I get it. But I'm like, that has always been there. There's always been germs there. There's always been sickness, and you know, you you mentioned in Toronto dealing with some pretty severe things going on. It's always been there, right? Like mm-hmm. It's why you got to take care of yourself at all times, whether we're in a pandemic or not in a pandemic. If you take care of yourself, you know, the immune system is a pretty impressive thing.
0: Howie Mandel was onto something. (laughs) (laughs) He was, he was ahead of his time.
1: Good old Howie Mandel. With his
0: elbow, with his elbow bumps and not touching anything.
1: For, for (laughs) older people, they'll remember exactly what you're talking about. Well, we've got, we've gone down a pretty serious topic. I want to bring it back to a little lighter end to this because it's been a really fun chat of sitting with you. Uh, I always do at the end. It's the crude master final five, five questions. Shout out to Heath and Tracy McDonald for uh, uh, supporting the podcast from the very beginning. So my first one always is if you could sit down with one person like we're doing and pick their brain, who would you take?
0: Oh, Oh, who would I sit down and, Pick their brain. This is. Uh, I would go with. Oh, whose brain do I want to pick? Uh, Richard Nixon.
1: Richard Nixon.
0: Sure. Why not?
1: What would you ask Richard Nixon? I want,
0: I want to know how much he knew about Spiro Agnew, uh, getting kick, cash kickbacks in the vice president's office. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I would ask, uh, Richard Nixon. I, how about, uh, I mean, the correct answer to that is like Nelson Mandela. Right. Uh, <laughs>
1: Let's be very clear. Uh, There is no correct answer. Richard Nixon would just be as fascinating as Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela, obviously for everything he went through. Yeah. You could probably sit with that guy for five days and just record and see what comes of it. Yeah.
0: I don't know who, that's a great question. What's question two. Let me think about that.
1: If you could open up for one act, who would you want to open Mm -hmm. up for? de la soul that's who you'd open up for
0: yeah they're the greatest the greatest but i want old de la Soul. i want prince paul de la soul
1: if you're if my listeners have never heard any of them (laughs) well i'm just i'm sure there's plenty that have what's a song then they should they should uh head to youtube and listen to
0: okay so uh, I don't even know if you can get most they're in a fight with their record label Tommy boy over their old stuff. But if you go to uh, find De La Soul is dead, uh, you can listen to uh, Millie pulled a pistol on Santa, uh, which is a great, great, very deep, very dark song. Uh, or uh, you could go, you know, really light with ring ring. Ha ha. Hey. Uh, but yeah, three feet high and rising. Day La Soul is Dead, two classic, classic albums.
1: I want your most impressive fact about clouds.
0: My most impressive fact about clouds. Uh, Oh, okay. So here. So you know how everybody thinks that the darkness at the bottom of the cloud is the rain or the snow inside the cloud? That's not actually what it is. It's just that the, the cloud is so thick that no light is getting through and penetrating the bottom of the cloud. It's just in the in the shade. Really? Uh, that's why it's dark at the bottom. Yeah, because sometimes you, it'll be raining, but you have light that's reflecting off the ground and still lighting up the bottom of the cloud. It's not That's not rain that you're seeing that's making the bottom of that cloud. It's just no light
1: is able to get to it. That is impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Best or worst, or one of each, doesn't matter, movie to, to, uh, to depict either weather or the weatherman. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, not The Weatherman, because I went to see that with Nick Cage. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever see that movie? Oh, yes. I went to see that thinking it was going to be like uh, Anchorman, and it was not. Light,
1: lighthearted, and it was going to be like a bit of a comedy, and it was not. Yeah,
0: no, no, nope. not at all. Uh, the best movie to depict a weatherman. Uh, I don't know. Are there weathermen in movies? I'm, I'm not a big movie guy.
1: Well, I think you already named two of them. I'm a for music
0: me. guy, not a movie guy. But
1: Fair. But you already named two of them. The Weatherman and Anchorman depict Anchorman. Uh, and if, That's you're, going, That's if you're strictly going with weather and whether it's accurate or not, right? You could go then you twister. have Twister or uh, The Core where they drill after the day after tomorrow.
0: Yeah, right. Uh, there's some. There's some factual inaccuracies with Twister.
1: <laughs> you mean you can't uh, tie yourself up in the middle of a tornado and not get ripped off?
0: Uh, you could try. You could try. <laughs> I don't remember any of that movie. Uh, I'm t- this. I'm horrible with movies, Sean. What was People the last? What was the last movie?
1: Mo- what was the last movie you saw then?
0: Uh, I don't even know I, I'm, I'm sure we watched a movie like this weekend what would we have watched this weekend I'm watching the undoing and succession right now uh, which are series I don't know He's what the done. last movie I saw was
1: did you watch the last stand with about Michael Jordan and the Bulls
0: oh yeah yeah absolutely yeah
1: okay so you watch TV you're just saying you don't you're not huge into movies then.
0: yeah I just don't I I, I just don't care. So what are you, I, like, what, I like them. They're what are you doing? Fine. I just you don't doing, remember them.
1: What are you doing in your spare time? Write, write lyrics. I have no spare time, Sean.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I've, I've got three teenage boys <laughs> in my spare time. Uh, lately, I've been playing a lot of Tiger Woods. We, uh, we, oh man, it's the greatest. Do you have a wee? used to, we, to have well, a we we've, we've got a wii u yeah yeah so my kids have now advanced they've got an xbox and a, a playstation uh so i have taken over the the wii and i've got tiger woods 08 i think uh and it is the best because you have to swing you, you still putt uh like i feel like i'm i feel almost like i'm golfing when i play that. so that's what i'm doing T- i i uh You'd be happy to know I won the Father's Day tournament from 2008 uh, just a couple of nights ago.
1: <laughs> do you walk around the house telling your kids and your wife, guys, I just shot like four under. No big deal, right? Yes,
0: yes, yes, I do. Uh, and like we, my wife will ask me to put another log on the fire. I'm like, Mm-mm, not in the middle of this back nine. I'm not. I can't.
1: All <laughs> I'm right? in the I'm mode.
0: Right here. <laughs> <laughs> the last time I put a new log on the fire. All right. I, I double bogeyed the next hole and put myself out of contention. I am, I'm locked in. Don't ask me to do anything. So that's what I'm, that's, that's how I'm spending most of my time right now.
1: That's awesome. Your final, your final one, then if you, uh, yes. music,
0: I if, haven't actually answered any of these questions.
1: <laughs> if you, I agree. You, you've actually been very dodgy on these. You gave me Nelson Mandela and Richard Nixon. Uh, oh, and you gave me uh, you'd open up for one act.
0: Yeah, that's true. And oh, and the, the cloud, me, and the cloud, and the cloud, and the cloud. You yeah, just didn't right. give
1: me a movie. You didn't give me a movie because you 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 yeah basically. Said I don't it, know movies. I don't watch. Okay, well we'll change that question then. We'll go back to number four and say, what was what has been your best Netflix binge show that you've watched in oh, COVID?
0: Ray Donovan.
1: Oh, Ray, Ray Donovan. Donovan. Ray Donovan. Oh no,
0: yeah. Well, that we we we, we tore well, that before, before yeah, yeah, COVID, yeah. but that oh man, that's that is the greatest show on television. I can't believe that it's done.
1: I'm gonna give you a sad you get into fact. Ray Donovan? I've, I, I've never watched Ray Donovan. What you're telling me is I need to get into Ray Donovan.
0: Well, listen, I never watched Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones or any of those shows. Uh,
1: you never watched,
0: and everybody never? tells me
1: no, no, no. Let, let me be very the wire. clear. Wire, Breaking Bad, took every ounce of my fiber to get through it because there right. is moments where it is the best show on television and moments where it is just boring, and I did not care. But everybody talked it up so much that I just fought through, and overall, it's a pretty good show, but I wouldn't recommend that. Game of Thrones, on the other hand, up until the final season, is the greatest, well, no, second greatest show probably to ever go on the airwaves, and and by far the most epic. Like the fight scenes, the dialogue, the the storyline, unbelievable. The one I would put above that is True Detective, yeah. the first season with Matthew McConaughey. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, yeah, that is yeah, yeah. unbelievable. Unbelievable.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, no, I, I would agree with that. Have you seen Hunters on Amazon Prime?
1: Uh, with with uh, Al Pacino? I watched the first episode, and then I kind of forgot oh, about it, which is sad to say. No,
0: you got it. You got it. You got to get through it. It is. There are so many points. As you get deeper into it, there's so many points where you just go, What? Uh <laughs> it's so good. You got to watch Hunters. But Ray Donovan. I mean, listen, the first two seasons at least of Ray Donovan. Uh season 3 and 4 if you're a fan, you'll you'll like them. Uh but yeah, the first two for sure.
1: Okay. Fair. I I will do that for you. I will see about uh, tracking down some Ray Donovan. Your final actually you should do yourself a favor though and do Game of Thrones. I'm just i'm telling you i can't I, I've, why not
0: I, I saw like i saw like 45 seconds of one episode and there were like 17 scenes that happened in that 45 seconds and i was like i
1: can't no nope uh-uh what what i can't slow down slow down let's do this first what like was it further along the show or was it the first episode I've,
0: Oh, no, not the first episode. I was like okay. some random shit then, just, then happened just to be on. And I was, I, turned, I was like, oh, let's see what this is all about. And it was Zip like... Zip it then. L- listen some, to me. Listen dude... to me.
1: Listen to me. Go <laughs> go get the first season. There's too season. many seasons. I, I can't. Go get the first season. Listen to me. I'm telling you. I'm giving you a, a great piece of advice here. Go get the first season and watch the first season from cover to cover. Mm-hmm. And if after that, you're like, you know what? I just, I'm not into it. Then it's fair, but the first season, my wife isn't in the fantasy dragons, old stories about knights and fighting. She isn't. She was glued to it because the storyline is so good, the acting is so good, everything about it is so freaking good. All right, I'll give it a chance. If I'm going to give Ray Donovan a chance, you give Game of Thrones a chance. I'm telling you,
0: it's. I, I listen. Not even. It's not. It's not even close. Ray Donovan.
1: <laughs> your final one yeah. if concerts came back tomorrow meaning you could go right. and watch uh at you know I, I want to say Rexall, Rexall but Rogers Place
0: oh right right yeah
1: <laughs> if you could go in there and see any act perform tomorrow just like it was a year ago who would you take
0: who would I go see right now oh I would go see Earth Gang.
1: Earth Gang.
0: Yeah, because I'm 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 not gonna say like KRS-One, uh, although that would be a good one too. Um, yeah, Earth Gang. Go go Spotify up some Earth Gang.
1: I, t- I tell you what, that that's exactly what I'm going to do because I have no <laughs> idea who Earth Gang is. I'm going, that's who it is. All yeah, right. Yeah. Well, this has been uh, shall I say, entertaining. Very, very uh <laughs> it's been entertaining for me too. Thanks, Sean. This has yeah, been great. Yeah, no, I appreciate you you hopping on and, and sharing a little bit about uh your career and uh some of your hobbies. It's been it's been very enjoyable and I appreciate you hopping Six-man on. Six man football. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry about the falter. I mean, come back. Oh, God. Provincial champions. We would have been champs. It's all on you, Dustin. That That is that is all on you.
0: Yeah, way to go.
1: <laughs> well, thanks again for hopping on, Josh.
0: <laughs> hey, anytime.
1: Well, if you're still here, I know you've been waiting for it since the beginning. Here is Mr. Josh Clausen along with RJ and their song, Numbers. Enjoy Yeah I got another one for you Stick around for the end of this verse I got a little surprise Yeah ah, uh. eighty-four beats, eighty-four bars, and they wait for the heat, baking more pies. If they're 84 deep, we got more guys, more ties to the streets, facing more crimes. fucking I won't see, say them more lives, see Like a G Dang Nate dog, Give them all what they wait for. You late boy and avoid all the faux pause. I won't pause. What the cars and the boats, Josh? I don't talk,
0: but I do. Ever since I was 16 in the 1992, 16 bars on the beat is a man. 16 bars for the street, like White Avenue. Seems hard to compete with a man who can make 16 legendary Montana, oh Montana, for the 49ers, but this is the city where 99ers loved and lauded, treated like a garden, placed in the number one spot when we talk about icons. Trying to get on that list, ought to be on that list. They'll talk about me when I'm dead and gone, I bet. My mind's like Einstein's, too complex for ordinary timelines. Till they bury me six feet in fine pie. My five nines ready for prime time. Yeah. We're putting numbers on the boards, get your numbers, up. get them up. We're putting numbers on the boards, get your numbers, up. get them up. We're putting numbers on the boards, get your numbers, up. get them up. up. You need to get your numbers, up. yeah.
1: <laughs> Hey folks, thanks again for joining us today. If you just stumbled on the show and like what you hear, please click subscribe. Remember, every Monday and Wednesday a new guest will be sitting down to share their story. The Sean Newman Podcast is available for free on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, and wherever else you find your podcast fix. Until next time.